One of the positive things about social media that I want people to understand too, and for me too, is that social media helps people forget about the embarrassing thing you did because people just go on social media and they distract themselves with other embarrassing shit other people did. You know what I mean? Or shit they're going through. So just remember that social media is distracting other people as much as it's distracting you. Yeah. Which is kind of sad. You know, we want to be more present in life. But in terms of embarrassment, we do. <laughs> don't worry. Social media has helped people have a really short attention span and no one remembers. Totally. Everyone's <laughs> looking for their next high. So Literally. you may have been a laugh for a you moment. You're long gone, baby. But they're looking don't for their care next about good you. laugh. No, they don't care about you. Yeah, no. You know? Mm-hmm. It ain't that serious, boo-boo. No, it's not. Respectfully, but mm-hmm. it ain't. You know? Disrespectfully. And Okay, first of all, can we just talk about the fact, we just get right into it, Yes. that J-Lo and Ben Affleck, girl, they they got married. They got married. Like, I just want to talk about the fact that these two Scorpio moons, I know they're both Leos, but like these two Scorpio moons yeah. found their way back to each other after 20 years and they got fucking married and I'm just so happy for them because truly, if it's meant to be, yes. it's meant to be. Yes. And I don't know, I just feel like them being Scorpio moons, it makes it very special for me. Because us Scorpios, like, when we know we love someone, and, like, if we've lost someone, or if we feel like it was the one, and, like, there's, like, unfinished business there, Mm -hmm. I feel like we will die thinking of them. We will go to the afterlife looking for them. Oh, for sure. Maybe I'm... Thank you too no, deep into it. I don't think you are. I, I think for like... Scorpios, it's a forever kind of bond yeah. type of thing, especially if you got. Yeah. How unfinished. many times did J Lo and Mr. Ben <laughs> scream out the other person's name when they were with other people? Oh. Oh. I just want to know. That's a, that would be a very fun fact because you know it happened a couple of times. And, and I just want to say that I'm really happy that they did it like secretively too because like the whole reason yeah, why it's like very in Scorpio the early 2000s it's like their relationship was doomed was because of so media. media attention on it. And I feel like they were both at really major heights of like their careers, you know what I mean? They're solidified in their careers now. They were like super yeah. super hot then. Super hot fire. Super hot fire. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they're still super hot fire, but you, yeah. you get what I'm no, saying. No, I know exactly what you mean, and, like, it's just insane, because, yeah. you know, Leo is the one that wants to stand out and be seen. Mm-hmm. Um, beautiful energy, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, like, at Nothing the end of the that. day, if you have a Leo sun, Scorpio moon, you are very much conflicted, yes. um, because even though you want to be seen and valued and loved by everybody and seen for everything that you are by everybody... If you have a Scorpio moon, you are going to feel a little bit jaded because a part of you feels like every time people see all of you, they're going to judge you. So it makes you think like, well, why am I even showing you this part of myself? Like, I typically feel like when you have Scorpio and Leo in a chart, it's really hard because you want everyone to see all of you and accept all of you, and that's just not possible. Yeah. Especially if you have Scorpio in your chart because you want people to like you for your ugly, dark aspects. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, like, Leo shows face when they're feeling good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And Scorpio wants to be accepted for their darkness, for their negativity. Like, that's how we feel loved is if yeah. you've seen us at our worst and you still love us. And Leo's the very much the opposite in the sense that, like, well, I'm going to show you 
who I am when I'm shining. And that's when I want you to love me. Mm-hmm. You know, so those two energies in one chart, it's it's very conflicting. For sure, because I feel like you have to forever find the balance of like, yes, I love this attention also, you know what I mean? And like, I'm okay with people looking in at certain parts of my life, but there are also parts that need to be private for you, for me. To or- preserve. Exactly. Protect what you love. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry to say like this, hide what you love. And... Some people might not agree with me, and that is so okay. But, like, that is my philosophy in this lifetime. If I love something, I'm going to have boundaries surrounding that thing. Right. Because other people might, might not understand or respect my love and admiration for it. So if I were to share it to everybody, everybody would have access to it and everybody would judge it. And even though I tell myself that I'm someone who doesn't care what people think, it still hurts my feelings when people are mean and judgmental towards the people or things that I love. Yeah. And that's me being 100% candid with you guys. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. No, and I think I, so I, I love – to protect myself. For sure, and I love that you say that. I feel like people who have Leo and Scorpio placements and then people who also have Libra and Scorpio placements, I think that they kind of struggle with this – in the sense that they want to be seen, they want to be accepted and yeah. loved by their community and by their friends. Um, but Scorpio very much obviously appreciates their privacy. So like it's kind of like a battle of like, okay, I want to be seen, but like also parts of this needs to be private. Like not yeah. all of it is available to it's people. It's finding that balance. Mm-hmm. Someone else who has that same energy and like, you know, this is a controversial family. The Kardashians are controversial. So when we talk about them, if you have like this need to like, on each side, you're obsessed with them or you fucking hate them, I want you to just not comment anything because I don't care. Like, when we talk about astrology, the people we talk about, we're using them as examples. Yes, and So it's not that deep, literally. No. Um, But Kylie is a Leo sun, Scorpio moon too, Mm. you know? And, like, she is one of the most followed women on the internet, you know? And, like, her her changing from, like, feeling like, you know, not the most confident and attractive sister to – being the one that everyone idolizes next mm-hmm. to Kim too. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that was very interesting to see that energy within her as well because she, you know, is the most one of the most followed women on Instagram and on social media, but she's also very private, it seems yeah. like. You know what I mean? Like, you really don't know much about her, like, personality. And if you watch interviews, like, a lot of people say, like, oh, you don't really get to see the real Kylie. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, like, very much her Scorpio moon, probably, is that, like, it's protecting her. Keeping it she reserved. She shows what the people... <laughs> she gives the people what they want. Yeah. But also, like, the personal things, I feel like she's very good at protecting. Mm-hmm. And same with Kim. Kim mm-hmm. has Libra in her chart. Mm-hmm. And Scorpio. Um, so I feel like her... Her 10th house is Scorpio. So the way she presents herself to the Mm. world um, is very Scorpion. Yeah. Which is also why in the media she's actually shunned a lot. People have a lot. Besides the shit that she does, other than that, her 10th house isn't Scorpio. So people are not always viewing her in the best light. Yeah. And she also has a Scorpio Mercury. So she's very, very cautious about what she shares, how Mm. she communicates. But she has a lot of Libra in her chart, so she wants to share a lot. She wants people to relate to her. Yeah. um, But also she's very cautious about what the people need in order to feel connected to her. And I think as she's gotten older, she's gotten better at that. Yeah. Um, You know, if you have have Libra in your chart, but you also have some Scorpio, you're probably really – if you're not good at it now, you will be really good at – 
you know, being on that line of like, this is how much I need to share with people for them to relate to me. But if I overshare, people will use that against me. Yeah. It's about finding that balance between those two things. Ooh, interesting. Because I just thought that, um, I feel like these people who have these placements often, or ones in the media at least, I feel like they've understood like their sex power oh yeah in a sense you know what Absolutely. i mean and like there's the power of their sex appeal and mm-hmm. they know when to use it and when not to use it for the for the very reason that you said it's like okay obviously people find me attractive and they love me and they find me sexy but it's like i want to be taken seriously in a business manner or i want yeah. to be taken in this way so it's like i feel like you guys are very um particular and directive with how you then present yourself exactly to the world because of how people already perceive you. Yeah, you know what I mean. Absolutely, especially people with uh, Scorpio placements because I feel like they're naturally seen as like seductress, yeah. and mysterious, and mm-hmm. people want to like an anomaly. People want to figure it out. Yeah, you know. Um, so yeah, I feel like especially people obviously with um, Scorpio placement. Yeah, and that's Cardi B too. Yeah, exactly. You know? Cardi is such. I feel like she's a sex symbol too. Yes. Um, but she's also so relatable, mm-hmm. you know, it's mm-hmm. that balance of like, okay, here's a little bit of me, but you still don't know all of me. Right. Cause I, I know what it feels like to overshare and for people to judge me and that hurts. Mm-hmm. So I need to find that right balance. And I think people with Scorpio, Leo or Libra energy understand that. Yeah. You know? And it's crazy. Cause I feel like on the flip side for people experiencing that energy we feel so close to you you yeah. know what i mean we feel like we're your best friends like with cardi b yeah. with kim with with even kylie yeah. you know what i mean we feel like we with know J-Lo them too, sure, to, yeah. to a certain extent you know like yeah. obviously we don't know all the inner workings but we feel like you're connected we're connected yeah. and so it's interesting that they're able to f- strike that balance of finding a connectivity yeah but also a little bit of space and privacy within it, Mm -hmm. you know? For sure. The thing is, it's like when everyone knows what you got going on, your your feelings towards that thing will be kind of diluted with other people's feelings towards that thing. That's the best way for me to describe it. It's like at the end of the day, we're humans having a human experience and other people's opinions affect us. The less opinions you know about when it comes to your life, the more you'll know what you feel about it. Like, at the end of the day, I think it's important to have solid people in your circle and your community that you can ask advice from. But I think it's really important for you to have that option of who you go to for that advice and how much of your life and your problems or whatever you share with them. I think when everyone gets to know about everything that's going on with you and they just get to say whatever they want to say no matter who they are, no matter how strong-willed you are, you are going to be affected by what people have to say, yeah. you know? So, like, that that is why it's important. Like, privacy is important to me. You know, a lot of people can have good opinions, but most people have shitty opinions, and most people are projecting, and most people are haters, and most people will not like you no matter, no matter who you are, what you say, and how you breathe. Y'all know how it goes. If you don't like someone, it doesn't matter what they say. You just don't like them. Fix. Celebrities, <laughs> and not the specific ones I'm talking about, everybody. Celebrities experience that on a grand scale. Yeah. You know, people have a lot of opinions about them. That's just how it goes. Same thing for, like, at a job. You know, when you go to a job, there's someone in a position of power. Oh, everyone has something to say about them. Sh- chances are maybe they are a shitty person, but not always. <laughs> but because they're in that position of power and so many people have stories about them, 
and everyone thinks they know them, they have all these preconceived notions about who they are and why yeah. they do what they do. Doesn't mean it's true, but you're going to believe it because everyone's talking about it. Right. That's why it's, yeah, like I don't believe 99% of what comes out of people's mouths. Not my inner circle. Yeah. Like if they're there, I believe them. But 99% of what most people have to say, I really don't believe because I don't know you. I don't know why you're saying what you're saying. Well, and What's I your motive? Like, yeah, and I feel like that's the value of having your close people, right? And not allowing just anybody to have an opinion on what's going on in your life. Yeah. Because it's like if you allow anybody to have an opinion, then anybody could fuck up your day. It's anybody true. who doesn't even know shit about what you're actually going through can all of a sudden change how you're feeling. And that's not really fair. It's dangerous. It is. It really is actually dangerous. Like it will fuck your whole life up. Yeah, it will. It will really fuck you up. So, yeah, I love that you always, like, preach the privacy because people really – most people need to be more private and can really benefit from, one, learning how to, like, keep secrets. You know what I mean? Let's start <laughs> I with – say it like How about that, this? Like, Let's can you start with secret? your own. I think a <laughs> lot of I'm people saying. have a trouble being a good friend, partner, colleague, whatever, because they can't keep other people's secrets. And they're like, well, how can I get better? Let's start with you. Next time something happens that you don't want to – or you just something happens, keep it a secret for a little bit longer than normal. Because <laughs> if you can't do it with your own life, you definitely are not going to care about doing it with other people's. They always say if you want to be a more loving person, it starts with self-love. Yeah. Everything starts – it comes back to you. Yeah. How good are you at providing that quality to yourself, for yourself? Mm-hmm. If you're not good at doing that for yourself, you are n- not going to be good at doing it for other people. You're not. Right. It always starts with you. First and foremost, it has to always start with you. Yeah. And if it's not, then you got to rework the equation and make it start with you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Literally. You know? Absolutely. So. What? Did you see when DoorDash had had the glitch? No. A couple, like, uh, it, it may have been like a week ago now or something. What happened? DoorDash had a glitch. And basically, people could check out. And not pay shit. So people were like cashing out on like liquor bottles, getting like thousands of dollars worth of shit. Honestly, okay. I'm here for it. And I'm so here for oh, it. Oh yeah. It was it was epic. They better not be fucking charging people shit. Yeah. I, I don't know exactly what happened, but I did that's see That's on them. That's on capitalism and that's on That's on capitalism. <laughs> corporate America. That's literally on get what's yours. That's on inflation sucks. That's on ah. gas prices are up. Liquor ah. bottle prices are down. Oh That's my a- gosh. I'm I am a big advocate for people getting what's theirs. Yeah. Whether that's sexually, not in a weird way, but you know what I mean. You get off, queen. (laughs) (laughs) You want a bottle? You get that bottle. No, yeah. And like I (laughs) I was cracking up because I saw this happen and people like cashing out and like making some money. Like even on my timeline of people yeah. like legit making Did money. Did you get a bottle? I know you I have the no, DoorDash I know. pass. Girl, I was too late to it. Damn it, I Maya. I know because y'all, I literally buy DoorDash every single day. Really? It's like my main provider of like food. Of goods and services. <laughs> so, what, so what did DoorDash say about that? Okay. So DoorDash was obviously pissed and That's they on were them. Coming. Are they mad it at was. themselves? Maybe yeah, this is but karma. They were trying to come for the peoples who were obviously okay. So let me give you an example. There was someone who posted like, okay, I'm not exaggerating. They had 
15 different bottles and like four to like six of them. There was like rows of it, you know, and like nice, high quality bottles of alcohol. And um, someone posted like on Facebook Market like, oh, if you trying to (laughs) like get some alcohol, came up from DoorDash. I feel like they said that. And then DoorDash like commented below was like, ah, see you in court tomorrow. (laughs) Okay, you're a multi-billion dollar company kind of dying of and you're coming for people. Like, I am always going to be for the people. Yeah. Fuck these companies. Oh, yeah. I think, I hope the same thing happens to Uber and like every other fucking, because these companies, the monopolies they have for people, at the end of the day, as people, we need to get the fuck up and work. And by that, I mean, <laughs> go get your own food because like we're getting lazy and that's sad. Yeah. But I think it's a treat to sometimes want to, you know, order delivery. And these delivery prices are insane. Oh my God. You guys, they've you're getting, up. you're getting, what do you mean? They've been going up since the beginning of time, girl. Like you're getting a $10 plate. It's going to be $35. Yeah. In this economy? I don't think so. Like, you know what I mean? People are absolutely justified for taking advantage. I hope they DoorDash loses every single case because I'm sorry, how much money you got? Okay, yeah. You you, you can pay that. A surplus. And I'm, to- I hate to say it. I'm a big believer in karma too. I think that this is karma for the advantage, how much they've been taking advantage of people. Oh, yeah, for sure. All the fucking little refunds they didn't give me. Literally me personally alone, I think – is enough for at least one order of, like, the thousands of times. Also, yes. And question, the person who commented, see you in court, <laughs> shut the fuck up. How much do you get paid to be a social media manager for the, for DoorDash? I want to know. And be like, that like, Do you think they're going to pay you for saying you're going to go to court tomorrow? Because I have a feeling that you're not in touch with the legal team that told you to do that. You thought you were being funny. And I don't think it's fucking funny. <laughs> I'm not even, major this doesn't even funny. happen to me. Do you <laughs> see how seriously I take things? I am always rooting for the underdog. <laughs> oh. I'm actually getting mad and I'm not affected <laughs> by this. How dare the social media person even say anything? Shut the fuck up, bitch. It's five o'clock. Go clock out. Right. I was I was very shocked by that. They're getting ballsy. Sassy response. These social, the media, social media companies, I'm like, Gen Z is getting hired for sat- these positions. <laughs> And I'm exactly. here for it. But, like, some of them, I'm just like, okay, this is not professional at all. Uh, I'm going to need you to shut your mouth. Girl. It's like that Radio Shack, dude. Y- yes. Like, honestly, it's actually Y'all, insane. Have Radio, you seen Sh- Radio Shack. Yeah. And if you guys and don't know, Radio Shack Lord. was like my first job ever, like, in life. And, like, when I saw someone sent me, like, Radio Shack's wild. Oh, my. They added the smiling demon emoji on their verified no. Twitter account, Radio Shack. Because they, they are on that no, demon but, time. No, but look at that thing. Oh it's not even, God. like, the typical Radio Shack. We could post it here. It's yes. Radio Shack with, like, the sunglasses <laughs> on. Like, they're wa- Let me just read you some of they the shit wild. they've been saying. Oh, Lord. All right. Are you guys actually ready? They're not ready. I don't think, they have they're, no idea. I don't think they're ready. Like, guys. I don't think they're actually ready. There's some really weirdly sexual ones. No, I'm mean, just all that. of them are sexual. There's some weird. Every single one is sexual. Some brands on Twitter are just way too horny. You're talking about yourself. <laughs> Need her to radio my shack. <laughs> like what? <laughs> Why is my boss calling me? Is it because I'm horny? What? Why? How are you allowed to post this? How do you, how, how is this person? Not going to lie, my boss is kind of (gasps) thick. That's extremely inappropriate. (laughs) Like, it's just crazy. 
Like, what? I can't. I cannot. Due to inflation, six inches is now nine inches. <gasps> they're going crazy. Trying to come back strong. No, like, they're trying. Strong. But they're not even coming back. They're, like, literally not coming back. They're literally not. <laughs> and, you know, when they first posted something like this, I don't know. I said something witty. Um, and I responded and I said something about like coming, but you know, I didn't use like CO, I, you know, I used like CU. <laughs> and as someone on the timeline was like, you wild. And I'm like, no, like they wild. I'm like, no, this hits deep. Like this was my first job. It's personal for me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> no, like, you're truly. So I'm like, oh, you want to be funny. <laughs> But back to the subject, I feel like these companies are wildin' and I'm here for it. As long as it doesn't get too creepy. (laughs) Imagine they go to court and like we're one of the people. (laughs) They're wildin', but like as long as it doesn't get too creepy, I'm okay with it. (laughs) You're like charmed and dangerous, sad. We're lawyers for the people. Oh, my God. Oh, the other weird thing that I wanted to say since we're talking about weird scandalous companies and you talked about Uber being, like, equally scandalous because they are. Since the dawn of time. Yeah. I saw this article about um, how they were doing really shady shit with their computers whenever governments were trying to – Because, you know, okay, so Uber started in the United States, Mm -hmm. and they were trying to expand worldwide. Mm -hmm. And when they were trying to expand worldwide, they were being really, really aggressive and shutting down, like, taxis and other, like, type of startup companies similar to, like, Uber. Yeah. Really, really aggressive with their tactics. I believe it. And whenever the government would come around, all of a sudden, computers would go black. Stop. They were purposely hiding information no, from stop. other governments so Uber could have the leg up. This was happening like a couple years ago. It's now just all being revealed. And of course, they're trying to like cross your tracks like, oh my God, Uber's doing better now. Like, don't judge us off of our past mistakes. But like, yo. No, I've never, I've never yo. believed Uber. I think they're trash. Yeah. I really do. Um, I mean, I need to stop using them, truly. <laughs> The base, I mean, it's it just, really it's sucks just, because they're, the idea that was created off of Uber and Lyft is really great. But, but it wasn't created of off of them. Sidecar was, was here before. I know. And, and that's just in San Francisco. It was yeah. called Sidecar. I'm sure there, like we said, there's, there's so many other, other companies with the same business model mm-hmm. that were created in other cities, down. other countries. They weren't the first ones to do it. Yeah. And luck, whatever it may be, either way, they were the ones that were able to monetize and you know, stay in the industry longer than other companies. Well, now it they seems were like to be they, a monopoly. They did it illegally. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, <laughs> I, and also all this, like, uh, oh, all the sexual allegations. Yes. All the sex allegations against mm-hmm. them in numerous countries of their right. drivers doing some really, really disgusting shit. Yeah, drivers um, and employees. Yeah, like there it's just, it's disgusting. I just, oh man, I don't know. I feel like every episode we get into it about these companies, but they just need to fucking do better. You <laughs> make so much money. You For real. literally are protected more than people in yeah. this country. The least you could do is just fucking be a good corporation. 
Right. You know what I mean? You are still gonna make so much money. Just don't do shady shit. Why is it so hard? Like, why are people so greedy? Why are people so disgusting? Because I'm not going to talk about the corporation. There's people oh, for sure. behind these corporations. Well, because they also monopolize off and of it's the disgusting. fact of oppressing us by taking from us. You know what I, I mean? I just think it's so gross because no matter what, they're going to be rich. Why do you need oh, to yeah. be rich and disgusting? It's like they go, do you get off on it? Do you get off on They do. What do we talk both. about? Oh, what do sure. we talk about with the fucking, who is the number one customer for these dominatrix cl- dominatrix clubs? CEOs. Oh, yeah, CEOs. Because they know they're doing, literally, look it up. They're doing disgusting yeah. shit. And because they feel like they're doing bad, bad things, they need their karma. So they go and they get their they fucking need this power structure dick stepped on. Dick stomped on. <laughs> so they can <laughs> feel a little heels. better about how much they're fucking over consumers and all of the people. people. I low-key feel like they may be even fucking over, like, artists and shit. Musicians, actors. And that's saying something because even they have millions of dollars. And I feel like y'all shouldn't be having that much money. But nonetheless, with how much money they have, the Bezos. Who shouldn't have that much money? How about fucking... Nobody. How about fucking professional... No sports body. players. Oh my god! The fact god. that they get like five hundred million dollars. Why does Girl. one person need that much? You don't, and that's what I'm saying. It's like I respect no, your you craft, guys. but you don't. Quite frankly, you don't need that much money. Uh, okay. You've already Guess been what? generational wealth. No, let's talk about it. I peoples. respect my mother's craft. She's raised six children in a foreign country. She should be getting paid five hundred million dollars. I could argue with a fucking judge about that. So shut the fuck up about your craft needing that much money. I don't give a fuck, you guys. I really don't. I respect people who are good at their jobs. I respect people who are good at their craft. But I don't think people need to make that much money. And if they do, why doesn't everyone? It's just disgusting that people in certain industries make that much money. And they one person doesn't need that much money. They just really don't. No. The things we value in America are so twisted because it's really not like this in other countries you know what I mean like my boss now was a teacher in South Korea and they pay their teachers a lot because they actually value education oh girl you know what I mean like but that's obviously not us here where basketball players fucking singers make millions of dollars and teachers are Barely trying to scrape by when they build the future, build our future. Like it's just so. It's also wild here because people don't even give up, give a fuck about families here or your home life oh, here. No, not at all. You know what I no, mean? No, not at all. But like these people are getting paid a lot of money. Mm-hmm. You want to know something about funny about teachers in San Francisco? Um, certain schools just created these homes in the schools for teachers to live in, so they can pay for their rent. Yeah. First of all, why the fuck would I want to live at work? I... So when I call out, someone can be in front of my door like, hey, it looks like you're here. Here's what you need to do, bitch. I don't want right. to see you at work. I want to go home. I'm so anti this, too. It's so it's like, weird. What do you mean? My my, my value really then is you know, tied to my work. You know, they felt justified you know to I mean? do this because a lot of people are working from home. Oh, yeah. And also people can't afford to live in San Francisco. No. It's just strange. Like Lower the fucking rent. Um, rent in Manhattan went up to $5,000 a month. That's the medium rent in Manhattan. And I'm sure it's very similar in San Francisco too. It's disgusting. No, most people cannot 
live. It's funny too because I I literally just got a notification notification today that San Francisco minimum wage went up, which is much more than I'm sure any other city or state in the U.S. But it's still low for it how much rent is here. Enough. It is not enough. Nobody cares. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Shut up. I can't. I just have to say, like, I personally love when we talk about this because we are from the Bay Area. We have worked at tech companies. We've worked at startups and large tech companies. Mm -hmm. So we see the toxicity from both sides. Literally. It's gross. And I feel like we know. We're a family. Right. We know (laughs) the tech business more than anybody the average freaking person more than people (laughs) i would yeah like we've worked at tech companies since we graduated college yeah um small smallest and biggest right so so we understand a toxicity that lives within the culture of working you know in a big city right and feeling like you know oh i'm living it up i'm i'm a techie but then, like, you're, like, kind of just surviving. Yeah. Well, because it's, like, they try to get you, and we know this, with the benefits and perks of, like, the free meals, the um, happy hours, the the great other benefits that they're able to provide. Maybe housing in the sense of teachers. But that is not enough. How about you actually pay me enough to be able to afford my own rent? Yeah. Pay like, me. Pay- <laughs> Pay me enough to choose what I want to do. Yes. Because I feel like they pay you enough where you're kind of forced to do what they want you to do. Yeah, they pay you just enough to, like, keep you there. And then the perks are really what keep you there. Yeah. it's like, okay, I'm making just enough, but these perks. Yeah. You know what I mean? It kind of sends it over the edge. And then you're like, okay, well, I'm actually not happy here. I'm not really making that much money. The benefits aren't that great. That's always what it comes down to for mm-hmm. most of these tech companies. It's true. And, like, <laughs> at the end of the day, how often do we preach to you guys about, like, the importance of going after what you want and doing what you love, mm-hmm. you know? But when you don't have enough energy and when you look at a system that is so fucked, sometimes it's debilitating to even think of anything else. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it is. It's, it's so hard, you guys. Like, truly. And y'all know that we know we took a break last week. Like, I personally, I started a new job last week. It was my first week. And, like, truly working during the pandemic, working from home, and then having to go back on site, and then finding a new job, and then, you know, trying to find that balance between doing what I love and, like, you know, working in a new environment, understanding the role. Like, it's so hard, you guys. And I say this because I know there's other people out there who are trying to do what they love, but they're, you know, stuck working somewhere where they where they just need to make ends meet, mm-hmm. where they just need to pay the bills. And, like, I think everything about our society sets us up to fail. Like, when it comes to going after what you want in the fucking American dream. I fucking hate that term, by the way, the American dream. I think it's such bullshit. I think mm-hmm. it's such a dream, literally. It's in yeah. it's in the word itself. It's a dream. The it's not real. The only time you can believe yeah. it is when you're sleeping. Yeah. And, like, like just yes. <laughs> going off of my own experience, like, I have to fight hard to do what I want to do, which is my creativity, this, my art. Because, like, it's so easy to, like – do my job and tell myself I'm so tired just from that. Like Mm -hmm. I don't have time for anything else. It's so easy for me to do that. So when we take breaks, you guys, like 
I don't think it ever comes off as we're being lazy. And if you ever thought that, please unsubscribe because like you don't know <laughs> us part. at all. <laughs> like, and you don't know how much energy we put into how much we love doing our, this, our but... jobs and then having to do this too, because we love doing this. So like I say this because I want people to understand that like, if you love something and you think it's worth it, I, I believe in you. You know what I mean? Like no matter how tired you feel, no matter how much you feel like it's not worth it. If you love if you have a love for something and a passion and a thirst for something and you just find a little bit of time to do it after work or after your other obligations, more power to you. I believe in you. Keep mm-hmm. doing that. Because, like, at the end of the day, that's what makes me feel alive. For like, sure. work, I do my day job to survive. You know what I mean? This is what keeps me alive. This, my art, my relationships that I value, those are the things that keep me alive in life. Like, but capitalism, it makes you think that, like, no, like, your job is what keeps you alive. No, you pay the bills, but really, like, if I was just doing you, actually, I would be really dead after work. And not dead in the sense that I'm tired, dead in the sense that I have no purpose. Yeah, I have no, no heart. Soul. <laughs> exactly. And, like, that's why it's worth it to me to power through the, the tired feeling and to do what I love and to find time to draw, you know, because, like, it, it makes me feel alive again. Even though I'm tired, it makes me feel alive. Yes. If that makes sense to you guys. For sure. And I feel like there are steps to this shit. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like both Sarah and I did things personally that, like, were our own personal hobbies before we started pursuing our dreams. You know what I mean? Like, we found a set of, like, okay, this is our job. This is things that we have to do to make us happy. And then we also went a further step to say, like, we're pursuing our dreams and goals. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And I understand and I want to empathize that not everyone has figured out what their dreams and goals are yet, right? Like it starts with you figuring out what your hobbies are. Sarah loves to draw. I love to sing. I love to dance. You know what I mean? Everyone's form of expression is going to be different. But when you are expressing yourself after that long day of work or exercising after that long day of work, at the end of the day, you're picking you. You know, and that's what ultimately we are always doing. Mm-hmm. And I hope you don't get mad at us when we pick us and say that, hey, I'm tired today. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I don't want you to get mad at you when that happens for you too. Because sometimes I'll be honest. Sometimes I get mad at myself when I say, hey, I'm tired today and I can't do this. Yeah. You know, you know? It's, it's, it's an empowerment thing. You know what I mean? Like when you do things outside of your job for you, you find value in the other aspects of you. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, like, that's why, like, even how, how much do we talk about, like, relationships? Like, don't put all your eggs in one basket when it comes to, like, just just focusing on your romantic relationship because if that falls through, then you feel like you have no sense of identity. Right. Same thing with work. Like, doing this, having my passion projects, like, when I don't do well at work or when I have a rough day at work, I have other things that make me happy, you know, and like so key. I think in this day and age too, especially like if you are following creators that you know that creating is not their full time job yet, you need to be or I hope that you guys can be sensitive to the fact that all their energy is not just kept for, you know, this (laughs) for creating like they're different than the creators that have their channels as their full-time jobs like Mm -hmm. we work 40 hours a week yes um 
if not more sometimes. Yeah. And then, you know, <laughs> you know, we do our own things too. And then we make time for this because we fucking love this. Right. So like, and you know, not just for us, for other creators too. So if you're following small creators and maybe you see them being a little bit inconsistent or maybe taking breaks more than your average creators, well, ask yourself, is this their full-time job? Because if it's not their full-time job, they're probably a little bit more tired because they're, you know, they have this balancing act going on more mm-hmm. than the average creator because they still have to survive. We still have to survive. Right. And more than anything, everyone in life, not just creators, like people obviously would love to make money doing what they love, but that's not always their reality at the beginning or even the middle. Yeah. Or even sometimes the end. Ever. In all honesty. Yeah. Because some people, it's, I hate to say it like this. Yeah. Some people give up. Yeah. It gets too hard. Or maybe things come up in their life where they just can't do it all. And I empathize with that. For sure. Um, So it's just different for everyone. And that's why I want everyone to be more empathetic towards what creators are going through. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all the shit they have going on. And same thing for you with your friends or your parents or yourself. Like, if you just have a lot of shit going on, don't feel bad about something taking the back seat. Right. You know? Or even if you have one thing going on, sometimes depression, your mental health, it takes over. I'm an advocate for that, you know? Mm -hmm. I know what it feels like for you to be on top of your game and all of a sudden, fuck. My mental health is declining. My depression is crazy right now. My anxiety is going crazy right now. I literally am not excited about the one thing I was so excited about yesterday. That happens. Totally. You have no control over it. Yeah. And I feel like actually it... It's sometimes hard because there are times where I feel like I'm really in a groove and I feel like I'm in my stride. Yeah. And I'm proud of how hard I'm working. And yeah. then there's like a quick switch where I'm like, shit. It's happening. I, I'm burnt out. Mm-hmm. I'm overworked. Mm-hmm. And I don't always know when that happens. Mm-hmm. You know? And like I'm sure people can relate to this. And like I I really have no advice to it except for the fact like I'm trying to figure it out too. And it sucks because I want to be able to recognize that better of like, I'm going strong. It's time to take a break, not keep going strong. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I feel like people get so hard, people, me included, get so hard on myself, on ourselves of like finding our balance where some days we we go really hard and then we're always comparing ourselves. Well, shit, I didn't go so hard today. You know, you're always comparing yourself to when you went really hard that day. But it's like, you're not always going to have the energy to go that hard. So why are you comparing that level that you could go to that one day compared to the next? You know? You know, that reminds me of one of my favorite self-help books. It's called The Four Agreements. And one of those agreements is do your best. And if you think of the saying, do your best, like, I feel like, how do you interpret interpret that? If someone tells you do your best, it just means like... I feel like it's pretty generic. It's like, try your hard. Exactly. Like, like, just do your, give it your all, right? Yeah, give it your all. And that's the thing. This, (laughs) this book, it doesn't mean that. When it says do your best, it doesn't mean do your best. Like, it literally explains your best varies day by day. Today's best is different than yesterday's best. Yes. And not a lot of us understand that about doing your best. Mm -hmm. Your best today may be different than yesterday's because maybe today you're sad. Maybe you had a really hard workout yesterday. Today, you're going to feel a little bit more tired. Maybe you're grieving. Maybe all of a sudden you're grieving today, so your best is different than yesterday. Maybe you're sick. You know what I mean? Or maybe you're feeling on top of the world. Oh, shit, you got so much motivation today. Your best is so much better than yesterday's best. Not better, but higher, you know? So, like, 
I want everyone to maybe internalize that too. Your best every day is different. So just do your best and don't do more. Because if you're, you know, you talked about like feeling burnt out. Sometimes we want to catch ourselves before we're burnt out. And that's when you have to check in with yourself. Like, okay, well, I've been doing my best for a while now. But right now, this is what my best is. And yeah. I'm going to give that. I think we think people are going to notice this change. Oh, well, she was really on top of it yesterday, but today she's giving you a little less. People are too busy thinking about themselves Damn. to worry about you. That part. That not, part. They don't have a little calendar of, of rating you from 1 to 10 day to day. They're literally doing that with that themselves. With, with but we think they are. We do because we're also so self-involved. Like, I do. Like, you said that, and I'm like, fuck, like, I be thinking that. Yeah. But everyone has their own problems. Yeah, I mean, everyone's so self-involved. It goes back Quite to frankly, my book. That's one of the other Quite agreements. Frankly. Don't take, don't take things personally, because everyone is living in their own world. When you take things personally, you think everyone's worried about. They don't give a fuck about you. Literally, <laughs> they don't care, and not on some. They don't care. Like they don't care because they're too busy about themselves. You know how many people think that you're sitting there worrying about them when really you're worrying about you. Right. <laughs> it's a chain reaction. So understand that about life. It's like everybody sitting in a room worrying about themselves. Literally. Thinking that other people are worried about them, but and you are the not. most concerned with yourself. <laughs> exactly. But it's hard because we really think. How many times? I know. I don't no, know how you guys deal with anxiety, but how many times have y'all left a room, a party, the work day, and you thought you did something embarrassing or something dumb, and you think everyone's thinking about it? Mm. They're not. They're thinking about the thing that they think everyone is thinking about them. <laughs> you know, again, it's a chain reaction of thinking everyone's sitting there discussing you. Yeah. Now, this is different if we're talking about like Will Smith and like, ah! when he slapped. Everyone was thinking about I that. I can't. Everyone, like, you know what I mean? Everyone was. Like, really moments like that. Moments. Moments like that, yes, everyone was thinking about you. But again, for how many days, how many minutes? It's not forever. Right. Even a drastic thing like that in front of the whole world. <laughs> People will get over it. <coughs> Dying, actually. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. And I would just like to say... Most people's problems aren't obviously spotlighted like that. They're like, not. That was a really great example because right? everyone was talking about yeah. it. But you ain't Will Smith, baby. You know what I mean? You not. <laughs> but also people forgot about it. So exactly. think about it. If yeah. people can forget about that. That? The slap of the year? People are <laughs> definitely not thinking about you. And, you know, true. one of the positive exactly. things about social media that I want people to understand too, and for me too, is that. Social media helps people forget about the embarrassing thing you did because people just go on social media and they distract themselves with other embarrassing shit other people did. You know what I mean? Or shit they're going through. So just remember that. Social media is distracting other people as much as it's distracting you. Yeah. Which is kind of sad. You know, we want to be more present in life. But in terms of embarrassment... We do. (laughs) Don't worry. Social media has helped people have a really short attention span and no one remembers. Totally. Everyone's (laughs) looking for their next high. So you may have been a laugh for a moment. You're long gone, baby. But they're looking for their next good laugh. No, they don't care about you. Yeah, no. You know? Mm -hmm. It ain't that serious, boo-boo. No, it's not. Respectfully, but Mm -hmm. it ain't. You know? Disrespectfully. Disrespectfully. (laughs) 
That was, <laughs> it was something really funny. Tell me. Okay, so do you remember when I visited New York and I talked about like – Maya, like, I know I always talk about how much I love New York, which I still do, but when I visited, I'm like, dirty. Maya, like, it was so dirty. Yeah, like, why yeah. was there trash everywhere? Like, that's uh-huh. not okay. Like, uh-huh. it's New York, but, like, fix it. Uh-huh. So I saw the other day, because I don't know if you've seen, but, like, people hate the new New York mayor. Like, they don't fuck with him. Oh, okay, okay. Anyway, okay. so, oh, like, yes. Oh, everyone, I, yes, I know this. Everyone mm-hmm. was talking about how, like, it smells like trash. Like, do something. And I'm like, oh, even the New Yorkers agree. Finally, it took you guys, like, six months. Because right. I visited in, like, October. And I'm yeah. like, y'all need to fix this. It's bad. Anyway, so I guess the New Yorkers been complaining about it. And tell me why this mayor got in front of a TV okay. and was like, I don't smell trash. I smell weed. <laughs> no, he did not. Yes, he did. And I want to get your honest reaction. Like, what do you have to say about the fact that he blamed the smell of trash on weed? Because okay, I personally feel disrespected. As a weed advocate, yes. how dare you? Skunk weed. Okay, maybe a little similar. Right. Weed trash. Never. These are mutually exclusive things. Serious problem uh-huh. with him disrespecting um, the beautiful green leaf in that way, first and foremost. Secondly, um, how can you avoid the disgustingness of yeah, New York? that's what I mean. Okay, and this man is really trifling, okay? I've seen other interviews. I remembered who he was yeah. now. He lied, first of all, trying to act like he's with the people. And now you want to be like, oh, it stinks because of the weed Fuck off, dude. Like, fuck off. Do yeah. your job. Clean up this city. No, literally. He's talking about how it like smells little, like weed everywhere. I'm like, no, it smells like, like trash everywhere. In San Francisco. Yeah, right. No, clean up your streets. Like, it's weird. You need to figure it out. There's literally rats running to the garbage. Like, it's gross. Oh, my gosh. No, All it's of gross. It's just stories. Get, like, you could create more jobs by... You know what I mean? Hiring more people to mm-hmm. work for the sanitation system. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to run for mayor 2024 in New York. Let's move to New York, baby. <laughs> I don't know what my poster's going to look like. It's going to be me. <laughs> and the joint next to a chair. Welcome to me. <laughs> you know, I do feel like a special... <laughs> I feel a special connection to, to New York because it's the first place I landed when I immigrated. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, like I, when I remember that, I'm like, I'm a New Yorker. <laughs> <laughs> New York cabin to puts New York cabin tips on. Actually, that's really uh, funny. Honestly, if you're from New York and you want to roast us a little bit, go ahead. Hysterical. Guess what? I got thick skin because I'm from New York. Too. <laughs> Actually, I will say this um, very funny story. Um, Just straight up clowning uh, on this episode. Sarah and I danced our way across like, America to oh New York on God. a flight. First of all, like we like danced our way. Like we had like a tour. I'm like damn near. We did. No, though. we did. You guys, we did. It was honestly one of the best flights of my life. The best flight. Don't disrespect my, that. How flight. much do I? How much? How much am I scared of heights and flying? Extremely. Huh, yeah. Doesn't like it. Um, but that was the most lit flight I've I ever know. been on. Yes. I, I guess, have no guess fear where flying. we were sitting. Literally by the bathroom. We were <laughs> yes. in the last row. Like straight up. No, we were on the second to last row, but we were going to be sitting next to this man's. Right. And we looked back. 
And we saw that, you know, the three seats behind us were mm-hmm. open. So we looked at the lady. What do they call them? The flight attendant. The flight attendant. Mm-hmm. And we were like, can we sit there? She's like, yeah. <laughs> so we got there and we just kept getting shot after shots. And I have Snapchat stories to prove it. And what's really funny about these Snapchat stories is that we have, we're sharing headphones. So, you know, we both have like an AirPod in one ear. I'm playing music. But in the Snapchats, like we think the people are hearing the music we're listening oh, to. Yeah. And we're just like dancing. We're going hard. Like we're going hard. They're lit. But by the end of the flight, like not even by the end, the middle, the end, all of it, beginning. We were going so hard back there that as people were waiting in line for the bathroom, weren't they dancing with oh, us? Oh, they were dancing with us. They were telling us how lit we are. People offered to take our picture. Like, it was a whole thing. We can look back on my camera roll and no, we have random photos of people on my nice DSLR camera that we're using oh, right yeah, now yeah, yeah. taking photos of us because we were that lit. No, you know, like- it was actually <laughs> so freaking great. And then all of a sudden, I swear, it was two minutes. And they're like, we've landed in New York. I'm like, let me get my Tims. (laughs) (laughs) No, truly, it was one of the most iconic flights of my life. The most iconic. And I've never been more stress-free. No, that was literally the best flight of my entire life. Almost like I took half a Zanny. Oh, my God. Almost like... (laughs) I feel like at one point they really just started giving us those little mini shots. No, I feel free. like they did. I think actually the snap story. They were story, like, you're so lit. The snap story started um, <laughs> with me. <laughs> Y'all know the little mini bottles, right? Oh you, know, you know how when you can like at angle a camera <laughs> in my snap. Like I wasn't actually trying to lie to people. I, I, I showed it at the end, but at first I like made it seem like it was a normal size bottle. <laughs> Like, I moved the camera back so it looked like it was a big-ass bottle going. <laughs> like the bow out <laughs> Literally. I'm in first place. Oh, you know, so actually really comical times. Great, great times. That's the shit I'm going to think about when I'm 80. Oh, same. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, actually. Yeah. Let's bring it back to the Zodiac quick fix. Yeah. Y'all watched last episode we talked about some quick facts that i saw on um instagram Uh uh-huh and we're we're checking them if Uh they're real facts yeah let's do it okay so this one says um virgo speaks the softest yeah i think so yeah yeah i think virgo and libra you know being next to each other on the astrology on the zodiac wheel um, it makes sense to me because, yeah, I think Virgo does speak very softly <laughs> um, and slowly, I have noticed very as well. Um, I don't know why, though, because the shit they be saying is very aggressive. Right. But they so say powerful. it very softly. <laughs> so it almost confuses you. Like you think you think they're being gentle. And they say it real slow to mm-hmm. you where you fully comprehend Mm-hmm. And like a t- child. Yeah. It's yeah. almost like they're talking down to you, like yeah. you're a child, actually. Yeah. I don't <laughs> like it. And and I, I like agree it when they're that doing it to other people. I agree in the sense that it's like speaking the softest because I feel like they always feel like um 
they know it all. Like, they're the master mm-hmm. of what they're kind of speaking on. Mm-hmm. So they're like, I'll speak to you softly about, like, you know you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I know best, honey. So yeah. let me just tell Aww. you. And I feel like that's how Virgo thinks they're no, coming it's true. off. But it's never actually how you're no, coming off. I feel like the energy is very much like, <laughs> oh, you're so stupid. Like, I can help yes. you. Aw. 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 Like, almost like they feel sorry for you. Yes. That's how they talk to you. Yes, exactly that. Exactly that. It's so disrespectful. So they have to speak softly because they think you're stupid. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also sometimes feel like um, Virgo talks slowly and softly because they want to make sure that they get it right. Yeah. Um, like, they don't like to repeat them. Actually, they love to repeat themselves. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like, they want to make sure, yeah, that what they're saying is understood. Yeah. Unless they're feeling, like, that frantic Virgo energy. <laughs> yeah. But, like, typically, I feel like when they're comfortable, they want to make sure that they only say it once. Yes. They, they're they very methodical. So, it's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to take my time mm-hmm. to teach you this one time. Mm-hmm. To hope, so, hopefully, you learn. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, they're very patient. They are very patient. And they won't say it again, but, um, they they will think you're stupid. (laughs) (laughs) If Virgo has to repeat themselves, they will think you're stupid. Don't, especially if they slowed down and said it to you nicely, which is how they normally would like to operate. So if they're coming to you from a frantic place, like they're not at their best, but (laughs) it's true. Yeah. So if they take if they're taking their time, a frantic Virgo speaking sweetly, softly, calmly, it's a joy to watch, <laughs> right? <laughs> and you still don't get it. They think you dumb. No, for real. <laughs> Straight up. No, for real. Straight up. Not teachable. <laughs> but teachable because if they see that you're broken, they're ready to fix you. Oh, they gonna try. No, like <laughs> it's a project. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like they almost get a little excited. No, it's their life's duty to yeah. then teach you yeah because they feel like they're the best teachers to mm-hmm. get it done mm-hmm. you know they could finish you uh-huh they're the finisher they will yeah oh finish. my god who is that dude yeah. from that one movie that he like builds the dolls like, that's a virgo <laughs> <laughs> he like fixes them too <laughs> what is that pinocchio's dad who is it? Oh, yeah. pinocchio. Pinocchio. Just pi- <laughs> i think that's his name i don't really know <laughs> <laughs> let's go with and that and we'll end it on that note <laughs> cancer season you know she gets weird during cancer season oh my god you know actually we'll end it on this note tell you ain't ready i'm always ready are you sure yeah okay i'm gonna refer back to my tweet (laughs) i was a bad wink (laughs) (laughs) all right so i tweeted so elon musk's dad had a secret relationship with his stepdaughter ricky martin might have had an incestuous relationship with his nephew Uh addison ray's dad was having an affair with a young girl Cancer season slash that cap full moon really out here exposing the dark side of family dynamics. Every statement I just made, you can go Google and, um, you know, learn more about yourself. But yes, those things were in the media within the past week. Okay, you right, I wasn't ready. Yeah, didn't that's, I tell you? That's, that's kind of... It's wild. It's just wild. Yeah, that cap full moon. <laughs> wow, came in. 
I mean, it came in strong for me. It kind of came in disgusting for me. <laughs> I didn't like it at like, all. Like, honestly, it was a lot. I mean, I'll be real. I never really like a cat moon. Like, even just, like, as a transit. Um, I mean, it's... This, so, like, the, a full moon? It's very serious undertones. Yeah. But, yeah, the full That's moon sh- during cap, you know, cancer season, yeah, it's just, it's a lot. Yeah. It's heavy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's especially hard dealing with a Capricorn full moon energy for everyone because it exposes you and the parts of yourself that you're, like, the most ashamed by. Yeah, and I feel like even though Taurus can be harsh, it doesn't, like, handle it as harshly mm-hmm. as, like, Capricorn mm-hmm. does and, like, it's how harshly it kind of... It's that Saturn energy. Yeah, and know? how hard it, like, judges you. And you yeah. judge yourself, ultimately. It's not, like, anybody really judging you. It's how hard you judge yourself. And that's yeah. the harshest reality to come to is, like, damn, I am my own worst enemy. Yeah. Like, no one else talks to me as negatively as I do to myself. Yeah. And, you know? and where does this come from? Yeah. You know? It's that generational trauma. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So sit on that. Sit on that. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we love you guys so much. So much. Uh, you know, cancer season has been a lot, but. A little too know, much, but What's it's fine. life without a little bit of healing, a lot of bit of drowning and. A lot of bit of crying. You know, I'm so annoyed because every cancer season, I think I'm going to come out on top, and I don't. Well, you know what? <laughs> like, 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 cancer season 28, Maya Nun. <laughs> no, no, cancer season is just, it's, it's that bitch. It's that bitch. Curious. And, you know, it's the moon rolls over cancer. So, like, of course, we're going to be feeling really, 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 really emotional. And yeah. feeling emotional is hard, even if you're happy. You know, because when you're really, really happy, you know there's going to be a come down of feeling really, really sad. Yeah. So that's just life. Mm-hmm. Um, we love you guys. Nice. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to comment down below. If you're listening, don't forget to review. Share it with your friends. Yeah. Um, we love you guys so much. Like I said, links for our socials are going to be down below. Have a great weekend. Yeah. We'll see you on Monday. Bye. Bye, baby. Bye.